you have a purpose. You have a purpose in what you're doing. But now it's really time to bring people into your purpose. So how do you inspire followers? How do you inspire other leaders? How do you bring people into what you're doing, sharing your vision? Today, we're doing part four of four on the mini-series, The Power of Purpose. Today's episode is about bringing people into your purpose. Let's jump in. Welcome to The Driven Entrepreneur, where we sit down with visionaries, trailblazers, and entrepreneurs and discover why and how they do what they do. We'll get the backstory, plus plenty of life and business lessons along the way. Here's your host, Matt Browning. And at this point, we are in episode four of four on our Teaching Tuesday series. Listen, if you're new to the show, real quick, I just want to give you a recap and let you know what we're doing. If you're like, what is this? We're in episode four. Uh, what's happening? Every Tuesday, we do a Teaching Tuesdays now. I started off the podcast doing that a long time ago, and we are jumping back into that. We started late October bringing Teaching Tuesdays back. So what you'll find is if you if you look in the archives, you'll see part one, you'll see the overview back in October, and then you'll see part one, two, and three of the power of purpose. We have hit so far, number one is three types of purpose. Number two episode was how to find it if it's been gone. So talking about new seasons in life, that was very, very interesting. And then part three was all about how to keep the momentum, how to, how to, once you get that purpose and get momentum, how do you keep moving forward? So if you're new to this and this is the first episode, I'd really encourage you to pop back and check out some of the archives in, the, in episode one, two, and three in this mini series. But you'll see it's every other episode in the feed because they're only on Tuesdays. We drop this show twice a week, as you well know. So on Fridays, it's always an interview. So you'll see kind of a teaching every other episode. I find some of you love the teaching. Some of you love the interviews. And heck, some of you love both. If you love neither, you're probably not even listening. So let's move on. <laughs> so let's get into the power of purpose. Uh, episode number four, bringing people into your purpose. Well, at this point, I'm assuming that you know what this current season of purpose is, what the current vision is. You're excited. You have some momentum. You're moving forward. But now the real question is, how do I keep that going by bringing other people into it? To me, you know, whether it's starting a new organization or a company or a nonprofit or a ministry, or it's simply, um, you know, you being fit. You know, I think some people, uh, we, I talked about sometimes the purpose is a personal purpose. So maybe you've gotten back into the gym and healthy eating, but you realize it's lonely just doing it for yourself and you want to encourage and bring other people into levels of health and fitness with you. So what do you do besides nagging your, your buddy who's overweight to get to the gym with you? Come on, man, go work out with me. I'm buff. Look at me. You should do it too. Look like that's not going to inspire anybody. But I have seen this work really effectively. In fact, there's a group of guys here in Grand Rapids with me that I think it's like six or seven of them all kind of get, get together, go to the gym really early and they go, they go work out and they meet and they keep each other accountable. And I watched this group of guys, the culture of it, see that there's like this purpose of fitness and health. And I watched them inspire each other, encourage each other and spur each other on. So if you want to make that kind of purpose for people, here are three principles about how to bring people into it. Principle number one, don't sell it, live it. I think it's kind of self-explanatory. When you talk about it instead of just doing it, um, 
it's like we, we try to over talk it. We go, hey, this is really cool. Trust me, it's really, really good. Like there's only so much hype you can give to a new gadget or a new idea uh, or a new business until people just see it working, see it working. I find this, you know, way back uh, well over 10 years ago, I started at my NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming Seminars and Certification Courses we teach. I started doing demonstrations of the NLP techniques to help people get rid of phobias and, and um, make some major behavioral habit change. And what I found is early on, I was excited about it because, and I still am, but I was really excited about it. So I would teach all about it and I would talk about it. And I realized at one point, I'm like, man, I'm excited. But I don't think people are getting it because I almost am becoming this hype man, you know, where I'm talking about the thing I'm doing. So I said, you know what? I was in Australia teaching a seminar and, and in Australia, they, uh, they have this phrase called give it a go. Just give it a go. You know, you, you talk about something and then someone will say, hey, mate, let's just give it a go. Like for talk is done. Let's just do it. So what I started doing on stage is just doing it. So I said, NLP is awesome. It's powerful. Let me show you what I mean. Let's live it. And I brought someone up with a severe phobia that's been phobic for 30, 40, 50 years. Needles, snakes, spiders, you name it. I've done hundreds and hundreds of them over a decade and a half. And when I brought someone up, I would just show them, hey, this is what we can do. Watch this. And we would live it. The other thing is there's a congruency factor. Um, as a leader, as a, someone who's going to inspire, people are going to look to you for what we call in the industry congruency. Now, congruency means do you essentially, as uh, one of my business mentors, Keith Cunningham says, do you eat your own cooking? Are you trying to feed people food or are you eating your own cooking? Right? So if you're trying to teach fitness, are you disciplined in your own life? If you're teaching health, do you reflect that? Are you right, like uh, cooking every day and are you doing that kind of work and so forth? So um, don't sell it, live it. When you're living it, that is the most inspiring thing anyone could ever get. When you're living your this purpose, this vision, you're living this new habit, people can't help but start to rally around. People will want to be around it. You know, I remember, um, cannot remember for the life of me who did this study, but there's a very famous study done, I believe it was in New York City, where they had, uh, it was about crowd uh, ethics and, and social influence. So they had one person stand in a corner and look up, just look up. And what happened is when the one person looked up, everybody passed by and they kind of glanced at the person, shook their head and walked by. Like they were like, what is this weirdo doing? But then they had two people standing on the corner and looking up. And instantly what happened is a third person walked by and they stopped and they looked up too, assuming because two people are looking, there must be something there. And then a fourth person stopped and pretty soon there's a whole crowd on the corner and everyone's standing there looking up, trying to find the thing everyone's looking at. There was nothing there in the first place. When, you, when you're living something and when you get people involved in it, what happens is more and more people want to be involved in it because it seems like the thing to do. So don't sell it, live it. Principle number two is now that you've been living it and now that people might want to kind of join you, they want to be a part of it in some way, shape, or form, you have to make a way. So principle number two is make a way. And this is about making a specific way that people can join in and be a part of what you're doing. So the couple examples I gave is maybe you're starting an organization or you're starting a new ministry or uh, some kind of enterprise. Don't just, you know, be doing the thing you're doing and then hopefully the right person will come along and they'll just help you with all the things that you're struggling doing in the new enterprise. 
people aren't going to know what you need. They're, they're not going to know where they fit or if they fit at all. So one of the things that I find that people need when it comes to vision and purpose is they need to know how to play their part. They need to know what parts are available. So whether it's simply saying, hey, here's what I need, instead of I need someone to help me because this vision's getting big, say, I need someone to help me with administrative work. I need someone to help me with customer communication, or I need someone to help me with event planning, or I need someone to help me with my, my accounting and my books. Anyone have that skill set? Don't be shy about making like job profiles available. Even if you're a small business or a startup, you know, whether you have a salary to offer or a piece of the pie or it's a volunteer position. And th- this is true in any enterprise. It's true in ministry and in church life, uh, but it would be with mostly volunteer positions and there's paid and unpaid positions. But you have to, for people to get involved, you have to say, hey, here's how you can help. If you have a heart to serve and you want to help us grow this, this church campus or this the, uh, congregation, here's what we need help with. We need ushers. We need someone to help in parking. We need someone to help with uh, kids. And if you have a heart for that, we need you know one Sunday or two Sundays a month to help teaching the kids. And here's what it looks like. So the more specific you can bring to a position or to what someone will be doing or who they need to be, the better it is. People need to know where do I fit? That's what they're asking. Where do I fit in? What's the position? What's the purpose for me individually? Okay. So make sure you make a way and give specifics. I do this. I think it works with the vision of selling as well. I know I just said, live it, don't sell it. But when you're in a uh, in an atmosphere of part of your purpose, maybe that you found as you've maybe reinvented your business or um, or what you do as a coach, perhaps uh, you have a you know you have a new program, a product, or a service. Making a way for people to join. You don't just say, "Hey, this is an awesome product, and you guys should jump on board." It's so amazing. Even so, think about that. You you share what this program is, this whole product. And it's still like people will feel like it's too vague and they won't know where they're going to use it or how to even do it. So when I say make a way, even it comes down to if I'm on stage offering a new program, at the end of it, I'm going to say, this is the program, but I'll make sure they know this is how long it is. This is what the investment is. And if you'd like to sign up for it, it starts on this day. Head to that back table and grab a form and fill this out or fill out an application We'll have a one-on-one call and we'll discuss the program and make sure that you're a good fit and I'm a good fit for you and so forth. Whatever it is, however it is that someone needs to enroll in something or join your team, make sure you make the joining part very specific and very simple, right? Very specific, very simple. Sometimes I talk to leaders who say, you know, it's like they feel like it's like herding cats, you know, to get people on board and to get people to show up and to get people to volunteer Talked to someone recently, um, helping them with their charity, um, one of my clients, and and she was saying, basically, it's like, we need more volunteers, we want more people to help, but it's it's like, it's hard to get people to commit and show up. So I said, okay, great. So let's say I want to help, and I want to, I love your mission, I love your purpose, and I want to be a part of it, what do I do? And she kind of was like, well, you know, like, we just need, we ha- we need help in a lot of places. And I got the feeling that there was a lot that she was doing that other people could be doing and it was feeling overwhelming. So rather than feeling like I'm doing everything and it's overwhelming and I wish someone would just help and take some of the stuff off of me, you can't treat people like that. You can't treat your mission like that. 
you got to look at the company or look at, you know, this, this mission driven, purpose driven, whatever it is, enterprise you're doing, uh, in this case, a nonprofit and say, okay, if I had all the help in the world, if, if I had a thousand people joining in to help me with this purpose, what would I have people do? And so I'd help her to, to kind of peel back the layers and to identify specific places, purposes, and positions that people could jump in and be a part of. When you identify those, you'd be shocked how someone will step up and volunteer. I see it in, in the Cub Scouts and Boy Scouts right now. You know, my son, Val, if you, you probably know my son, Val. I've talked about him a lot. He's eight and a half years old. He's a bear scout in the Cub Scouts. And I watch, you know, this, um, uh, <laughs> I love it. I watch our pack and there's someone, a really great guy named Bill. And Bill, I don't know if you listen to the podcast, but shout out to you, man. Great leader. You're doing a phenomenal job. I just found out last week, though, he's the committee chair. I thought he was the pack leader. And what he said, it was so great. I said, oh, there's a new pack leader now. I thought that was you. And so congratulations to him. And, and he said, well, actually, I'm the committee chair. And he said, what that means is I kind of oversee things, but I also fill any roles that are not filled. And I went, whoa. And first off, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I relate to that as a business owner because that's what we do, isn't it? We fill any roles that aren't filled. So he said, yeah, I've been sitting pack leader and he was also the bear's den leader. So like the individual den within the pack. So he's filling two roles plus the committee chair, plus whatever else needs to happen. And what's funny is he always would say, and other people in leadership there, we've been part of it for a couple of months, they would always say just kind of something in passing, like, hey, you know, if anyone wants to step up, we really, you know, we could use some help. And it was obvious that, and it still is, um, that the leadership is a little bit tight, not tight. Um, it's, what's the word? Um, thin. It's, it's kind of like ran thin, you know, like they're doing a lot of things and they could use some help. So I'm thinking, okay, well, but where exactly? Now, what I would love is if somebody stepped up and said, hey, listen, here's what we have going on. And this is something that's really important. In every meeting, if they said, we have the pack leader position I am filling right now, but I want you to think about if you would like to be a pack leader, if you think you, you, know, you might have the right skill set, here's what it entails. You, know, you do this amount of planning. You send this amount of email correspondence and you show up in, you know, 30 minutes early and you set help set up and you lead the monthly pack meeting. If they said, this is what it is, this is what it entails, this is what the commitment is, and here's what you get out of it. Like share a little bit of purpose for it. You know, you get to be the one to lead the kids forward. You get to be the one to share some vision for all of the dens together in the pack, whatever it is. My point is if they kind of build up the purpose and then share the specifics of making a way, I think they would have had plenty of people starting to step up to different positions. Um, so that's just me. I mean, I don't know, being being the critic from the outside looking in. Again, I think they're doing a great job. It's phenomenal. We're getting a ton out of it. Um, and you might be asking, Matt, why don't you step up? Well, I do plan to actually step up. As my travel schedule wanes down, my problem is right now between TV and between seminars, I've been out of town for like two out of three pack meetings. Um, so I, I make every one we can. We have a couple times a month, but without being able to commit and say, I'll do every single one, I don't want to make a promise to be part of something um, as a leader that I can't then follow through and show up every time. So that's important to me. But come January, I think we'll be in a much better position for that. And I'll definitely be looking at something, whether it's the, the den or, or I don't know, we'll do something. I guess I'm trying to make myself feel better. Why am I trying to make myself feel better? Do I feel judged by you? I don't even know. Who knows? We'll see what happens. Tweet me. 
Send me social media messages at Facebook and Instagram at Matt Browning. Let me know what I should do in our uh, in our Cub Scout pack, if anything. Tell me if I'm right or wrong on this. All right, principle number three, and let's wrap up, is you have to connect the purpose dots. So let's connect the dots. And what that means is you need to connect the dots between your group or shared purpose and the individual participant's purpose. That's really important. See, people come into your vision at first, people get inspired because of who you are or because of what you're doing, and they want to be a part of that. But in order for someone to stay on board, it also has to connect the dots to their purpose. One of the things we do with our seminar leadership team is we have a leadership development program. And a lot of that is like, well, I looked at, okay, we need more help with, we want to have trainers and coaches to help be a part of the seminars and help to coach and give back to the students and you know support these live events um, the weekend live events, but also our deep dive NLP teachings and speaker training teachings. So I thought, okay, well, we could just try to get people to help. But I thought, what would be even even a better way? And we created this leadership development program. So what someone gets out of it is they get to pour into other people and be part of this big vision of what we're doing, what we're doing on the planet, what we're doing with our teaching, big picture stuff. But at the same time, I always want to connect the purpose dots and say, so what are you doing? And many of the people who come, and many of you, you're probably listening right now, and I hope this is true for you, what would you get out of showing up at a six-day certification live emerging course, live emerging, live immersion course, and being a leader? Well, I hope that you get to grow to another level. I hope that maybe if you want to run your own workshops or seminars one day, or you already are, you're going to glean a ton and learn a ton from helping to facilitate and helping to manage the groups. Uh, we do trainers training calls and, and workshops sometimes beforehand to teach some extra leadership skills, group leadership skills for the for the leaders and coaches coming up. So the idea is they get to be part of what we're doing and my shared vision, but they also get to fulfill their own purpose. And their own purpose is becoming a better leader, um, becoming a better salesperson, becoming a better trainer or coach or whatever it is for them. You need to be able to help fulfill their purpose as much as your own purpose. That's connecting the dots. So that is the final episode of bringing people into your purpose. This is the Power of Purpose mini-series concluding part four. So check out our, all four parts. Before that, I gave an overview of what Teaching Tuesdays look like. So if you want to check out, I think it was uh, October 22nd. Uh, here we are. Teaching Tuesdays are back, episode 169. So check that out if you want to know what this is all about and how I'm structuring it. Make sure you follow me on social media, at Matt Browning, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. I put all this stuff up there. Um, I put TV appearance clips up there. I put pictures of the family up there. We get just all sorts of things. So it's the best way to connect. Send me a message. I love reading them. I answer as often as possible. Um, much more on Facebook than Instagram because it's so inundated over there. But um, send me a Facebook message. I want to hear from you. And this Friday, we're going to have an awesome interview coming up. I don't know which one this is going to be. Uh, we have There's two different interviews that are slated, so we'll see. It's going to be a surprise, but it might be more on leadership. And next Tuesday, we'll be back with a new teaching series. So get excited for that. Stay subscribed. Make sure you rate and review, and I'll see you on Friday. Get out there, my friends, and crush it. Bye for now. 